Welcome to the Missing Chapter Podcast, where you will hear some of the least known, obscure, and entertaining stories the history textbooks left out. Starring Phil Horander and Phil Schaff. Chances are that if you apply for a job as a secretary, you possess certain skills. Things like multitasking, taking phone calls, and of course, typing. Betty Graham Naismith, however, was not a good typist when she accepted her position as executive secretary at the Texas Bank and Trust in 1956. And yes, the job description included extensive typing experience, especially in that day and age before computers or even word processors. Using a basic, simple typewriter in 1956, one mistake, a wrong letter, a grammatical error, a punctuation slip, could require starting the entire document all over again. A skill that Naismith did possess, however, was creativity and ingenuity. During the holidays, she would earn some much-needed overtime pay by decorating the bank windows with festive scenes and displays. She was assisted by a local artist who she noted corrected any mistakes they made, not by erasing and starting over, but rather by simply painting over them. Any snow scene that smudged or had an inadvertent fingerprint in it was painted over and disappeared. Naismith assisted by carefully placing some white paint in a small bottle and using a small paintbrush to make this process easier and more time efficient. It dawned on Naismith that this process could in fact be used not just with Christmas window decorations, but also with her typing. And as a result, Whiteout was born. Naismith used an even smaller bottle and brush to apply this method to her typing errors and save herself countless hours, as well as untold frustrations. If a mistake was made, Naismith simply painted over it and kept going. And initially, no one in her office or at the bank was the wiser to what technique she was using. But co-workers did eventually catch on, and people began asking Naismith to make bottles for them. Working nights and on her weekends, she turned her kitchen at home into a lab and her garage into a bottling plant. This procedure reached such a wide scale, Naismith was forced to recruit assistants. She enlisted the help of a local chemistry teacher to perfect the formula she used as she moved away from paint and more toward a solution that was less dense and thinner. She also employed her teenage son, Michael, and several of his friends to create an assembly line in the garage to fill the bottles. As a result of all of her efforts, Naismith began selling hundreds of bottles a month, and then thousands. Naismith initially called her product Mistake Out, but eventually changed the name to Liquid Paper. Over the course of 20 years, Betty Graham Naismith turned her one-woman financial venture into a major company that sold more than 65,000 bottles of liquid paper every day. She was eventually bought out by Gillette for nearly $50 million, which included a royalty on every bottle sold. One mistake, however, did catch up with Naismith. She was fired from her day job at the bank after she mistakenly typed the liquid paper company at the bottom of a letter instead of the name of the bank. She continued to run her business out of her home for more than a dozen years before finally investing in a factory and an office building, and then ultimately selling her operation to Gillette. A final asterisk on Graham's liquid paper story. 
Her teenage son, who toiled in the family garage filling small bottles of whiteout, was Michael Naismith, who would go on to fame as a member of one of the greatest TV and music sensations of the 1960s, The Monkees. This has been a Missing Chapter Short, your quick fix for one of history's forgotten stories in a busy world. Listen to more shorts, as well as full-length episodes on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and all other major podcast providers. Thank you.